So we took the leap. And in that moment, uh, we really did form Toma Toma. It was, uh, you know, it was Melissa Toma's graphic design uh, freelance practice. But I jumped out there with her, and um, in that moment, we we created our, uh, our our firm Toma Toma. Just the two of us for many years. Uh, just the two of us and, and Claire. We we often say we started our family and started the business on uh, essentially the same time. And uh, those are you know those are two growing concerns. So it's been quite an adventure. To, uh, to, to manage that and navigate that together. What if you could complete your MBA in just one year? Thanks to the College of Charleston School of Business, now you can. Their accelerated MBA program condenses a traditional two-year program into one rigorous year, ensuring you not only save a year of tuition and fees, but also re-enter the workforce quickly and graduate with critical business knowledge. U.S. News & World Report recognized the College of Charleston MBA as number one in the country for its job placement rate within three months of graduation. Learn more at mba.cfc.edu. Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Each Saturday morning at 9, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the Lowcountry talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts of Beyond the Business, Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood. And great Saturday morning, Low Country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 WSC and simulcast on iHeartRadio. Or you may be checking us out via one of our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or at our website at coastalwm.com. I'm one of your hosts here, Eric Cox, with the lovely and talented Leslie Haywood for another edition of Beyond the Business, presented by the College of Charleston School of Business and Leslie, welcome back. Hi, hi, Eric, and thank you, Low Country, for sharing your Saturday morning with us. And thank you, World. Now that we're we're all over the place, that's awesome. And make sure and continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings, and check out our Facebook page at Beyond the Business or on Twitter at BTBCHS. Um, I feel like I've it's been a long time. I've I've just been MIA. I've what have right I missed? Here. I've been right here. Been I don't know. Right I, you know. Some people get to enjoy their summers and travel around the country and the world and have fun, and others just work. I know. I'm, I'm so I'm not going to say who's who in this equation, by the way, Liz. But I'll let our audience well, figure that out. What are you doing wrong? <laughs> I keep asking myself that every day. Every day. <laughs> and my wife has lots of answers for that, too. Uh, but that's a whole nother show that we could do. Some other day. Welcome. Uh, excited to have you back. Hopefully you've had good travels. Yes. Yes. Very good travels. Good travels. Visited some Tennessee. You know, we did some Fourth of July stuff, getting uh, our oldest ready for college. That's happening. So there's a there's a lot going on in the Haywood house. We're transitioning, you know, and uh, I appreciate you keeping our, our money transitioning because we've got to give it all to Clemson here. Apparently, yep, that, uh, that's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> exciting. So, going to Do a I good have cause. Money in the account. Are we good? <laughs> good, and and uh, you know they need to keep the football program alone. So everybody's it's a win-win. So congrats. Okay. So. Thanks. That's <laughs> what I keep telling myself that. Oh, I'm glad I could help Trevor get you know go go Jaguars. I guess. Right. 
So let's talk about what we missed uh, while you were gone, right? What you missed, I guess. Not we, me and you know the rest of the listeners were here. But uh, we had Mr. Stuart Vernon on over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Stuart, uh, who is the founder and CEO of America's Swimming Pool Company out of Macon, Georgia. Uh, Stuart was, uh, like most of our guests, just brought it. You know, great show. Uh, Stuart actually went to the College of Charleston here and told a great story of how his company actually was – developed and created and birthed while in a class at the College of Charleston. Um, He was actually in the uh, entrepreneur class that Tommy Baker taught for so many years over there. And during that class, actually, the design of his company came about and then told an incredible story of how when he was first launching it, a local banker he teamed up with to get it going. And right at the last minute before they signed on the dotted line, the bankers told him that, well, we've decided to go a different direction and get somebody else to be our partner. Oh, my but, God. But he stuck it through and turned out to obviously do very well. They're the largest company in the country of their kind. They franchise all over the United States. I believe they have 120 franchises around the country now. And oh, by the way, the banker and, and I was going to ask what happened to that banker did not ever take off. And so what an incredible story. If you missed it, go check it out again on Spotify, iTunes, simply type in beyond the business, incredible journey of, of really, you want to just talking about keeping your head down, running hard, overcoming obstacles, definitely one of those great journeys. And so Stuart, we really appreciate you sharing that with us. So, um, great stuff. And, and as we always do, we turn the page to the next show, uh, and it just seems like week in, week out now for, you know, what, eight years, we've been rocking with amazing stories of entrepreneurship and really more about leadership from around the world. As you talked about, Leslie, we have shows all over the country. We had shows from Belgium. Uh, we have shows from all over the place. And today, it, it's not another country, although some people up north may think so, right? Over there in Little Rock, Arkansas, we're excited to have Martin Toma on the line. Martin uh, and his wife are the co-founders uh, and principals with Toma Toma, which is a Little Rock, Arkansas-based brand leadership development firm. And so we're excited to have you on, Martin. Welcome. Great. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for including me. I'm excited to be part of this cast and uh, be part of a, a long line of, uh, of of guests. Hopefully, I'll bring something interesting, useful, and uh, and memorable to your listeners today. We've been told all about you, so we're excited to hear the story. We know there's a lot of impact to it, and so uh, if you don't mind, before Leslie starts off, just uh, give our listeners a quick uh, 20-second commercial on your organization. Sure, Eric. Thanks. Yeah, Tomatoma is a 30-plus-year-old marketing communications firm that has has focused all of its um, uh, development, intention, and abilities on a principle that we call live your brand. So we define our firm as a a brand leadership development team, and we help our clients uh, discern, define, and activate their uniques, their brand, internally and externally. So they create a holistic discipline. It's really not a marketing discipline. It's a leadership discipline that drives everything they do, say, the customer experiences, the sales experiences, and the, um, uh, the product and the presentation all through this, through this lens of a differentiated brand. And Eric, what we've seen is that this uh, way of organizing the, the practices of the business uh, can really create uh, profound and transformative results. Um, uh, a, a bank, for instance, that we work with has more than doubled in size in, in just over five years in an economically depressed market, a very competitive market, and without any acquisition. 
So um, brand leadership development, live your brand is really the, the core of our practice and our, our philosophy and approach. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear how you got to that space. It sounds very, very interesting. But as we do here at Beyond the Business, our mantra is people you know, stories you don't. Um, I can't wait to hear what led up to you forming that philosophy and getting that business. So let's go back to your early, early childhood. Um, Where were you born? Where did you grow up? What was a childhood like for you? Sure. Yeah, I was a I was a university brat. You know, grew up in the shadow of the University of Arkansas in uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, home of the Hogs, Arkansas Razorbacks. Big uh, suey, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Your uh, your daughter's headed to Clemson, so I think we'll probably be uh, you know competing at at some point or another. That's awesome. Into the right uh, championships. <laughs> um, uh, but my dad was a, a university professor. My mom was an educator. Uh, we I grew up on a small uh, gentleman's farm. Uh, west of Fayetteville, come from a long line of um, of, of farmers, educators, engineers, uh, CPAs, and the like. And I'm a, I'm one of the I'm one of the creative folks in the bunch. Maybe uh, maybe one of the few in the entire uh, clan. So I'm a bit of a black sheep uh, in this in this family. But uh, yeah, born in New York, uh, a few years in Bloomington, Indiana, but I grew up. Uh, in in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas, which now is one of the most vibrant economic uh, regions in the country, uh, being home to Walmart and um, and a number of other uh, Fortune 500 companies in trucking and in uh, in protein and and other categories. So, give us a little flavor as a kid what you were like in terms of uh, you know were you into your studies, were you into sports, into trouble, into girls, <laughs> into all of that. <laughs> Girls in trouble go hand in hand. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I, I was, I was, I was one of those hard to to manage children. Um, in fact, uh, my mom has uh, has recently admitted that she moved us out to the country because she was having so much trouble keeping control of and track of her her two oldest boys, who at that point were in elementary school and, and junior high, and were were riding their bikes all over. Uh, Fayetteville, running around with the with the other kids in the neighborhoods, getting into, uh, you know, I'll say I will say trouble, you know, no no, no troubles with the law, just uh, you know, it's just hard to keep track of. So um, high energy, high energy, high energy, high energy, lots of interest, um, you know. So we got out there, uh, we got out there into the country, and I think that was a that was a calming influence on me and uh, on us. Um, I definitely loved. Uh, animals and horses and gardening and, you know, uh, uh, bucking hay and cutting wood. So, um, you know, it was a rather, uh, I would, I would say it was, a, you know, it was a rather uh, pastoral, um, uh, existence in a, in a, in a good, really a great place to grow up. This was a, you know, this was a wonderful, um, university community, um, you know, sheltered, safe, uh, quiet, charming, um, uh, really, you know, really a, a wonderful, uh, wonderful town to grow up in. Um, yeah, you know, interest. Uh, I was a, a competitive swimmer. Everybody, all the, all the kids in my family were. I think sometimes this is what happens in families. Uh, you know, big brother gets into something and everybody falls, falls in his, in his wake. So, you know, in turn, we all ended up becoming competitive swimmers. That was my sport. Um, you know, uh, definitely, uh, Eric, you know, very bookish, very, um, uh, nerdy, you know, uh, smart kid. Um, and, uh, how many uh, of you were there? Yeah. Yeah. Family, uh, I had an older brother, three years older, 
younger sister, three years younger, and then a, a younger brother, five years younger. So, um, you know, not the not the largest family in the in the Perot clan that we that we grew up in. Most of my cousins were in families of five, but we, you know, we had a we had a good tribe there with those kids. So in, in growing up there in the Fayetteville era, were you able to break away from the Arkansas uh, side of things or did you end up school uh, at Arkansas as well? Yeah, I took a little I took a little detour at one point uh, up to uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio and, and did a semester at Antioch College, um, which is known as the the Berkeley of the Midwest. Very, uh, you know, very liberal, very progressive college. Ended up, I think it gave me a little culture shock and I, I ended up coming back home to um uh, to Fayetteville and, and, uh, continuing my schooling there. Um, uh, it, it's kind of interesting that, you know, both, both Melissa and I, you know, growing up in the shadow of the university of Arkansas really ultimately just gravitated to that school. It's, you know, it was, it was, it was almost growing up in a, in a college town like that was almost, uh, a, a simple progression from uh, junior high to high school to, to college. Sure, and, isn't that what uh, people know, do, right? Plenty, of, plenty of us, yeah, plenty of us there. Uh, many, many, if not most of my my classmates there in in, in Fayetteville as we were growing up just gravitated right into uh, into the University of Arkansas. I've noted that, um, uh, Eric. I've noted that it it seems like of the of the kids that grow up there right in the shadow of school like that, they end up either being rabid fans or kind of fair weather fans and, and, and dispassionate fans. I've, I've noticed that with my, my, my brothers and, and brothers-in-law. Um, I end up being kind of a, a sort of a fair weather friend to the Razorbacks. You know, I enjoy when they win. I like to watch a few games, but I'm not one of those. It's just at every game. And you're and, not a uh, fanatic. Huh? And, and not a, not a fanatic. Uh, and yet I've got a couple of brothers-in-law who are, who, who are so fanatic about the hogs. They're all they can in. Barely watch a game. Can barely watch in. a game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in those early years that you you were talking about going away for a semester in high school, what did you think you wanted to do? Did you have any entrepreneurial aspirations at that time? Uh, we we a lot, talk a lot about nature versus nurture. Um, what were your thoughts in high school about what your future might look like? It's a great question, Leslie. Um, I, you know, I can't say I had a lot of um, uh, I didn't have much of a vision for for what my career and what my, what my life would be. I knew I liked, uh, I knew I liked to write. Um, I knew I was good at science. Um, I was influenced by my, um, by my farmer grandfather who said, when you go to college, Martin, just study the sciences. That's the basis. That's the basis to everything. If you get a good scientific education, then you can, um, you can move, you can move from there. So, um, as I mentioned, my dad was a, a biochemist and it was easy for me to kind of fall into, um, uh, to that track, but, um, I, you know, I didn't, I ultimately, I didn't find that, uh, the, the, the material was, it was fine, but I didn't find it all that interesting and, and, uh, uh, and exciting. So this is what ultimately, um, ca- caused me to gravitate, uh, into writing. And I can, I can visit with you a little bit more, uh, about how that, uh, you know, how that progression occurred, but that really occurred, uh, you know, that, that really dawned on me in college, Mm-hmm. More so than in high school, you know. In, in high school, I was really, I was really interested in uh, in, in in getting through, <laughs> right, and getting on to the next thing. 
<laughs> I so, think that's that's typical for most high school. Yeah, kids. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I want to get to college and do you know I want to get out of I want to get out of this uh, I want to get out of this place and uh, yeah. and move on with my life. Yeah. And by the way, in case you just joined us, you're listening to Martin Toma, who is the co-founder and principal uh, with Toma Toma out of Little Rock, Arkansas, who is a brand leadership development firm. And um, Martin, you were talking about you know growing up that your family was talking about knowing the sciences, but when you get into Fayetteville, go to Arkansas, I think you end up somewhat in the um, journalist side of things. Uh, yeah, talk a little yeah. bit about how that evolved while you were in college and ultimately what you thought you were going to leave Arkansas uh, with as a, as a profession to pursue. Sure, sure. So that's, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, this really, uh, uh, this part of my story really underscores the, the influence of, of my wife, Melissa, on my life, who's my business partner, co-founder here at Toma Toma, and um, who's really been a, you know, a, a profound um, influence and a wonderful partner in, in my life. So um, here I am in college. Um, I'm, I'm actually uh, studying chemistry. <clears throat> and this is how, um, you know, I'm, I, I sometimes say I'm an accidental entrepreneur, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my family culture was not super pro-business. You know, a lot of educators, uh, farmers, there were successful people in my family, but, but they weren't really, um, they weren't business people. And um, uh, business people were a little um, uh, suspect, <laughs> right? Right. So, uh, so this wasn't, you know, entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial career was not really uh, a, an initiative for me. <clears throat> I figured I'd probably end up working somewhere for someone. <laughs> um, so, uh, so here I am in college. I'm studying chemistry because the chemistry department offered me a $25 scholarship. If, but I had to be a chemistry major. So I'm like, well, hey, it's 25 bucks. So I'll go ahead and declare. So I met Melissa and I'm, and I'm, and, uh, and, and, and we're dating, we're falling in love. We're, uh, we're, you know, we're having these conversations about our, our hopes and our aspirations for our lives and our, the direction that, that we would hope our lives would take. And I'm sharing with her that, man, I'm in chemistry, but, you know, I, I get this material. I'm doing fine with it. But there's so many people here that are, this is going to sound really uh, arrogant, and I apologize, but there's, there's so many people that are really so nerdy here in this chemistry discipline. I just don't envision myself working my entire career with so many nerds. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I love the honesty in this show. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work for me. And, and she's like, well, what, you know, what do you like to do? Well, I really like to write, you know, enjoy writing. Well, hey, I, Melissa said, I'm in journalism. It's all writing. There's a lot of really interesting people. In fact, you're going to find there's some really, you know, crazy interesting people, idiosyncratic people. <laughs> uh, you're not going to get bored with the people around. Why don't you come over to the journalism and, and try that out and see how that works for you? So um, I followed her into journalism. Uh, I got a degree in, uh, in, re in reporting and in, in print, print reporting and in English. Again, I, you know, I, I had figured out that like writing, I want to pursue that. So I got a dual degree in um, uh, in English and, and writing and um, in reporting. 
And um, with, you know, with, with that then in hand, uh, Melissa and I sought out to find jobs in the world of, of journalism. Uh, she had a journalism degree in, um, in advertising and design. I had one in print reporting. <clears throat> so, um, you know, with those degrees in hand, then we, we, we sought to find uh, work in that field. And you and spent three years, I'm sorry, Leslie, you spent several years, I think, out in uh, journalism and copywriting, if I'm correct. I did. You know, so, so um, I had worked in, uh, in several newspapers through college and, and had really gotten a good sense of, um, of, of that world. And uh, we, so we, with our network there at school, schools are so important to building the network and introducing you. I, I keep, I keep reading um, uh, little, uh, little case studies and case histories of, of people that, uh, that, that I admire here in this community and, and their, their college mentors were so important to them. So it's really neat that you all are doing this through the college of business and that this, uh, that this cast is so, uh, connected, uh, to the college of Charles, Charleston and the college of business. Cause I, I know, I know what you're doing through this cast by, um, you know, in, introducing, uh, people and making those networks is really going to ultimately, I think probably have a profound influence on a, on a lot of young lives. It's cool that Absolutely. you're doing that, but, but you know what, what we, what we found then is that <clears throat> through, through our network, we actually found our way uh, to little rock and, and we're both hired into the same ad agency. Uh, this ad agency was the largest agency in Arkansas at that time. It had many of the major accounts in the state, big banks, uh, Tyson foods, um, uh, Riverside Furniture and so forth. I got a job in the creative department as a copywriter, and Melissa got a job in the account service department uh, as a um, as a, as an account uh, assistant. And um, so we came to Little Rock together. It was really kind of interesting because in in interviewing with the the principal, we were young married. We were already married when we got out of college. We married. Oh, wow. when we, yeah, we were we were married a year before we got out of college. So that'll be another story. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have that much time. No, we don't have that much time. That'll be another story. But, so, uh, but we knew it. And, uh, and, and we interviewed, so we interviewed with this agency president. He liked us both. He had positions for us both. He said, I've never had a married couple work here, but what the heck? I'm the president of this company. I can hire who I want. So I want you both. Come on board. Oh so, my gosh, a package deal. I mean, how awkward deal. would it have been if one of you got it and one of you didn't? That's I know it. I know it. I know <laughs> it. So we came to Little Rock and, and got our got our got our feet started in uh, in the advertising and marketing world with that with that agency job. So in our last few minutes, if you don't mind, kind of talk about what led to you two deciding to leave what you went to college for, what your job was in to go pursue a whole different area and actually do it together and start your own company. Yeah, the genesis story of our of our firm. It's it's great. And it really it really segued right out from uh, fr from that same trajectory. Um, you know, in, in college, we had worked together at, uh, at, uh, at some newspapers. Then we had this job uh, at this agency working together. Uh, she went on to a, a publishing firm, and I went on to another agency. But as, um, as we started our family, and as she was pregnant with our first child, 
she said, I really, I want to have more control over my schedule, over my time, over my life. I'd like to, I'd like to freelance. So we, uh, we agreed and, and set up a, a freelance practice for her in graphic design and, and it was so successful and she was attracting uh, a number of clients, many of whom were needing what I could do, writing, press, you know, uh, uh, media relations, press releases, um, creative copywriting and so forth. So here I was freelancing for her business. And um, about a, uh, about the time that Claire, our daughter, was a, a year and a half old, uh, Melissa said, we've got this growing baby. We've got this growing uh, freelance practice. I really can't manage both of these in the way that we have it organized. I need you to join me or I need to uh, re, you know, re- recalibrate. I need to just quit this altogether. And so I'm like, hey, I'm doing this work already. We can make this work. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump out here and join you. So we took the leap. And in that moment, uh, we really did form Toma Toma. It was, uh, you know, it was Melissa Toma's graphic design uh, freelance practice. But I jumped out there with her. And um, in that moment, we, we created our, uh, our, our firm, Toma Toma, just the two of us for many years. Uh, just the two of us and, and Claire, we, we often say we started our family and started the business on, uh, essentially the same time. And, uh, those are, you know, those are two growing concerns. So it's been quite an adventure to, uh, to, to manage that and navigate that together. I love it. I love how sometimes your personal life kind of dictates where your business goes. It happens more often than one would think. <laughs> yeah. 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 We have to make, um, you know, it's, you know, this this whole notion of work life balance you know there's not two there's not two things there's one thing it's your life right it's really how do you navigate your life and how do you uh, organize your your work and your your personal life so that it so that it works for you and and then you know in many ways that was really the the driver for the formation of our business it was really to create a life that we wanted uh, one in which we could have some uh, agency or authority over more control over, and um, you know the I, I I would I would just say that the entrepreneurial life has really done that for us. It's really given us so many opportunities and options, uh, so much agency in our own lives that you know I think it's you know I, I just think it's uh, and it, it's a type of practice, a type of um, of organizing your life that I would certainly encourage anybody if they've got the inclination you know, got the drive, you know, got the, um, the resilience because it's not going to be easy. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be simple. It's not going to be direct, but there are so many rewards that are available. Well, that's what we look forward to next week when we come back is hearing a lot, Martin, about certainly those early days. And, you know, as we all in entrepreneurship go through some of the challenges and obstacles and how you overcome them and see your way through them. And so we're excited to hear the rest of that story and appreciate you sharing your backdrop with our uh, listeners today. Again, Martin Toma, who's a co-founder of Toma Toma, which is a brand leadership development firm over in Little Rock, Arkansas. Thank you for your time. Great. Loving being here. Thank you. And again, you've been listening to Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 WSC. And until next Saturday morning, Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. 
The College of Charleston School of Business is recognized among the top 30 colleges for studying business abroad by the Business Research Guide. With nine undergraduate majors, 10 minors, and six concentration areas, an honors program in business, and master's programs in business and accountancy, the College of Charleston School of Business has more than 3,000 students enrolled. Their students are ready to work, and they're ready to make an impact. For more info, visit sb.cfc.edu.